Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it! Now, let's do this! Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with a man who drinks hot sauce to relieve his heartburn. I'm remote? Yeah, you are. Today, we do an episode titled Too Much, where we talk about when too much is too much. Our scripture today comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be mismated with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness and iniquity? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Mm. Delicious. Delicious indeed. So let's get this podcast on the road. So here we are, early morning, and we're tired. I'm tired because I was cleaning dog pee-pee in the middle of the night, and killed a giant roach and then I couldn't sleep for hours Ramon actually has a legitimate reason to be tired he just got out of work <laughs> cleaning up other messes <laughs> society's messes <laughs> but yeah let's let's get this podcast on the road all right so the whole idea behind this podcast is like when too much is too much mainly boundaries you know and I think that scripture kind of sums it up really well so many times so many times um we realize we're men, and men do stuff. But when do you know that you're doing too much stuff? With family, at work, with yourself? Because that can be a thing. Let's talk about that. So, at work, it's kind of hard for me to set that line because I love what I do. I show up doing what I want to do, and I look forward to doing it. So one of the things that's easy for me to do, and, and, and the thing is, like, it's not really that much the way I, the way I look at it, um, but to overextend myself and to say yes to too many things, especially when you're kind of new at something and you're trying to be a permanent employee or whatever, you know, like, do you want to do this? Heck yeah, I want to do that. Do you want to work this? Yeah, I want to work that. Do you want to go to this field trip? Yeah, I want to go to that field trip. I want to do this. I want to do that. You want to teach this other class, this extra class? Yeah, I want to teach that. You know, and, and, and that kind of stuff. But when is too much too much? And I think, like I said, that scripture kind of sums it up perfectly because it's saying, like, not to be unequally yoked. I think it's unequally mated or something like that, right? It's like, don't, don't overdo it because evil knows no boundaries. So it will, it will go overboard with whatever it's demanding of you. And it doesn't necessarily have to be evil, but the outcome can be you spending less time with your family, you doing less stuff for yourself, you not taking care of yourself. And so I think that's that's what it's, what's at the core of that of that scripture. I don't know. What do you think, Ramon? So I got kind of a... <laughs> I don't want to say it's a lame story, but it's a little 
it's, it's a little story. It's a little something about setting boundaries uh, at work. So I don't, I don't call off. Uh, we have a lot of overtime. I do the overtime, and then I pick up overtime because that's just what I do. And uh, so the, the the rare occasions where I do call off, it's because I'm I'm feeling you know, I'm feeling sick. I work overnight, so I work the graveyard shift. So um, it, it it's a little bit harder to call off because you know what the hell are you going to be doing in the middle of the night, right? You can't just come to work. But you know the, the times that I've called off is because I'm I'm really not feeling well. Like, you know we get sick hours for when you're sick. Oh. So <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so this happened, I think it was like a year ago, maybe sometime ago, it was a while back, it doesn't matter when it happened, but I, I was calling off uh, four hours before my shift, which is, you know, enough time for, for the scheduler to to do his thing, right? Either draft somebody or, or something. So give him a call, and this particular scheduler is, uh, he can act kind of like a jerk, and there's a difference between doing your job and being tough. Another is to be like, nah, you suck. You're going to come in or you're not going to get paid for this day that you're calling off, even though we have all these hours accumulated. I mean, at least I'm speaking for myself. So I call this uh, this gentleman and be like, hey, uh, sir, I, I can, you know, this is so-and-so. I work so-and-so area. Uh, I, I can't make it a work tonight. I want to use uh, sick personal hours. When you use sick personal hours, that's it. It's you're taking sick time, but if you take it as personal, you don't have to give them any explanation. It's just sick personal. That's it. I was like, "Well, what's going on?" I was like, "Well, sir, if you must know." And I told him, "Hey, some stomach stuff is happening, and I just I don't want to drive to work and be working in those conditions." And he said, well, I'll make sure that you get a, a good spot where there's a bathroom available, uh, ready, ready and available for you at all times. I was like, I thank you for that, but I'd much rather use the toilet in my house and not be miserable at work because I'm going to be useless. Oh, let me, t uh, let me uh, transfer you to the watch commander. Okay. Um, talk to the watch commander. He picks up. He's like, hey, what's going on? Same thing, hey sir, I'm so-and-so, I work this area, and I'm taking a uh, sick personal day for this reason. All right, brother, sounds good. <laughs> Transfer me back to the uh, the gentleman, the other gentleman, the scheduling gentleman. <laughs> and, and so when, when you when you dispatch a call to the watch commander, like, you can listen. You're just transferring the phone call. So he heard everything, he's like, all right, Bye. And he hangs up. I was like, dude, why are you taking it personal? Like, I'm not. You know, I'm trying to make your life difficult. Yeah, was just, he was just, he used like a certain tone with me. And I don't care about tones or, you know, whatever. My my skin is this thick. You can't see it. But I got pretty thick skin, bro. Like, that's not going to intimidate me. It's just, you're just another guy, dude. Like, relax. <laughs> so, and I was very matter-of-factly about it. I was like, hey, I'm not going to come in because mm. of this reason. I'm going to be useless yep. if I go over there. And respectfully, I'd rather use my own toilet instead of going over there. Mm -hmm. um, it's not that big of a deal. But if I let him keep 
pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. Where is the limit? Exactly. Where is the limit? Um, I have nothing bad to say about this gentleman, but, you know, every time I see him, because uh, he works day shift, so every time I'm leaving, he's already at the desk, you know, the sign-in desk. And all. I shake his hand. I was like, hey, sir, good morning. I'm not too nice. I'm just very respectful. Professional. I'm respect. yeah. yeah, just very professional. Like, hey, sir, good morning. Take off. He smiles at me now. We're not friends, <laughs> but at least he knows, like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, another little story, and this actually happened today, and, and this, this scheduling guy, he's super cool. Um, and I had stayed uh, for overtime uh, a couple of days ago, and he's like, hey, brother, uh, Oh no! Actually, I called him. I was like, "Hey, sir," because um, he put it on the radio. Like, "Hey, if you if you want to work overtime, you know, just give me a call." It's like, "Cool." So I called him. I like, "Hey, sir, um, I don't want to work overtime, but I don't want to get drafted tomorrow because <laughs> I got something going on." He's like, "Oh man, thanks a lot." <laughs> so, because it's a lot of pressure for them too, so I get yeah. under a lot of pressure, and mm-hmm. you know, I have set my boundaries with him too, but he's so nice. Like, I had to be a little bit nicer with him. And he called me last uh, last night. He's like, hey, um, you know, I don't want to screw you over or anything. You already have nine spots Yikes. in the month. Yikes. And this would put you at 10. But if you can help me, it was like, hey, sir, respectfully, I, I can't. You know, and you know, I'm, I'm not shy to work overtime. And when you need me and, and if I'm able to, I can use, like, hey, don't worry about it, brother. You're good. Thank you so much for taking the time to, you know giving me a call back mm-hmm. and being honest with me like oh cool <laughs> all right yeah <laughs> i know it's little examples but i could probably get better ones but i, I don't want to get into too much details <laughs> yeah and i think and i think that's and i think that's solid right there because yeah. when you have that rapport they know that if you can't you can't yeah your yes means yes your no means no yes and that's cool. the scriptural thing like saint paul tells us that in in, in another letter to the Something the ends, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, it's not the uh, Catholic Answers podcast; it's the uh, Dude Catholic podcast. Anyway, um, man, but yeah, no, that that's that's so that's so neat that you're mentioning that because because I, it's one of the things that I that I talked about with someone just yesterday, um, the last day of summer school, uh, that you know I I love going to work. I, I freaking love it. Like this is what I decided I was gonna do f- with my life, you know. And like, and it's it's what I enjoy doing. And there, there's a reason why people are miserable at work. Yeah. It's because other people that are miserable at work are making it miserable for them. And you can tell when someone enjoys being there because a they're there, and b their attitude is just so much different. Yeah. And that's and that makes everything better for everyone else. And so when. Certain people show up at work, you know stuff is going to get done. People can tell that you're there for the right reasons, you know. And so when you call out, it's, it means something, you know. It's like, okay, we gotta, we got to back this guy up. Um, and if you're working at a cool place, you know, they have a certain system in place already to plan for when you're not there. And I saw this thing the other day that, that's kind of like, man, like this, is a, this is a, like this is telling of where people are at work, you know. And... And it was a, a post I saw on social media, and I didn't like it too much, because it was like your boss is not your friend. Mm-hmm. You know, if you die, you're gonna get replaced. 
when your boss says, hey, are you okay? Is there anything you need? You know, it, it just means when are you going to be back so I can keep making money and you can be less of an inconvenience, you know? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? To a certain degree, like even though it bothers me, like it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true in certain places and in other places, you know, if you find someone that actually does care, then that's cool. That's really cool. And so hopefully, hopefully everyone listening is in that situation, but we know, we know that's not the case. You know, so the one, the one thing that I would say at work is just like, like we've been talking about off mic, is like make yourself valuable. Like be there for the right reasons, do your job, do it to the best of your ability, make yourself available when you can be available. But when it's too much, too much, when it starts interfering with your health and your family. You know, and if and if that if that's the case, then you know it's not a good situation. And you can either do something to change the situation there, or you can get another job. It sounds like really easy, right? Like I, I just get another job. It's fine. It's fine. It's a good economy. Like no, it's not. It's hard to get a job. It's hard to get a job that you're you're gonna be okay with. You know, and that's the thing about dudes. It's like a lot of people like talk about inequality in the workplace but like who's taking the sucky jobs like it's men we're taking those jobs why because we got to provide and so that's one of the things that we that we have to do you know and it's not something that like oh you know poor us you know it's one of the things that we have to do and like we're built for it you know we're built for it at the end of the day and and as you said like we got to do it but when we do it to the degree that it starts affecting our health or our time with our family that's when the boundary needs to be set Why? Because if someone doesn't care about you to that degree, it means that you have to care about you to that degree. And that same thing stretches out to whenever you're dealing with family members, that same same thing stretches out when you're dealing with yourself. You know, because so many times I'm like, oh yeah, I got to take care of myself. I got to take care of myself. And you can, you can overdo that too. No, I can overdo that too. We can all overdo that. And then we become something less than what we're being called to be. So there's that other side of the coin, you know, where I'm taking care of myself a little too much. Yeah. And those are the people that kind of make the people that are giving you a hard time the way they are. Because it's two sides of the coin. It's always two sides of the coin. And I think one of your strengths, Ramon, um, or at least from what I noticed, is that you give those people that type of consideration, that type of respect. And something that I try to do myself, too. Like, whenever I call out of work, they know that this guy can't go into work Mm -hmm. because it's the one dude that said in his interview i don't have to go to work i get to go to work (laughs) you know so like they know they know who they're dealing with they know that if i can't say yes i will say yes but if i if i say no that means i truly can't or i just won't because that's my boundary and it's clear and it's apparently good enough to keep me employed wherever i'm at because i haven't been fired in a long time that's, that, that's my closing note on that. A little while ago, there was uh, one of my partners, he was talking trash about somebody. And, and to be fair, he's, he's talking trash about somebody that was lazy, that is lazy. And yeah, it's all true. But if you have a problem with somebody, go tell them in a respectful way. Be a man about it. Confront that person. Be like, hey bro, stop hiding out. I need you right now. I can't even go to the restroom because you're taking a nap and we have all of this stuff to take care of. 
And, and the key word here is, I need you. I need you to do this. It doesn't matter where you are in, in the leadership spectrum. You know, we're all called to lead other men. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if you take that leadership upon yourself, you know, you, you got to lead in, in you got to be in the front with the grunt. You know, you can't just be in the in the rear with the gear. You know, it's, you just <laughs> do like just assign this person something like, hey, bro, I need you to, you know, book this evidence. I need you to do uh, this and that. Please help me with this. More often than not, they're going to they're going to step up. Yeah. More often than not. There's that scummy behavior that some people have to be like, oh, I don't care. And then they'll go back to sleep like, all right, cool. Now I know who I'm working with. Yeah. The key here is I need you to do this. It's show, crazy, crazy. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, show them that you care. I need you is so powerful because we need each other. Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter how capable you are. Like that carries a lot of weight for sure. And because it carries a lot of weight, your words matter tenfold of what the average person uh, says. I need you to take care of this. It's powerful stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then you put it on them. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, that's really... In a respectful way too. You put it on them in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. And then that eliminates the need to talk trash about it. And that's one of the things that I learned when I was working in an after-school program. It's like, you know what? People do want to help. You know, they do want to help you out. And, and you do that with little kids. You know, when you, say that, when, a, when you say that to a child, like, I need you to do this, I need you to do that, it's like, oh, I have power. Yes. I'm like, yes, you do have power. Exactly. And it's not disingenuous to say that. I do that with my own kids, and the kids do that with me, too. And that's one of the things that I've asked them. I'm like, you know what? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. So if you need something, you need to tell me that you need something. I don't want you to have holes in your shoes because I'm not there every night inspecting your shoes to make sure that the thread is all right on the on the sole of your shoe that or whatever it's called. You know, I, I, mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not doing that day in and day out. Like if I notice it, it's too late. Like you've been quiet about that for way too long. You know, so if you need socks, if you need whatever, I need you to tell me what you need because you're old enough to tell me. You know, babies don't, can't say that. Mm -hmm. But if you're at a certain age, that I need you is so powerful. You know, not just as a dependent, but as someone who, who's in the workforce. You know, and so where, where do you put a limit with that? It's, it's kind of an interesting thing, you know, because I have a... I have a son who's got a really strong sense of justice. Like I've said a, a little while ago off mic, you know, he has a very strong sense of justice and he wants everyone to do their part, you know, and, and he does his part too. He's very respectful. Like, and, and this kind of, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll just tell you. So one time I passed gas, <laughs> I passed gas. It was a, it was a crunchy one. I'm not going to go into grave detail, but I think that's, that's, that's about as graphic as I need to get. No, I passed gas, and the little guy, at the wrong time, because I wasn't having it, he told me, say excuse me. So I kind of straightened up, and I looked at him dead in the eye. I did the whole dad look thing. Like, if you know, you know. You know, you give, you give someone the dad look, and they know, like, oh, I messed up. 
and then I went into giving him the, the speech, you know, like, it's not your place to be telling me to do something like that. At that point, even if you say, I need you to say, excuse me, it's not going to work. Because when is enough enough? Right there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, afterwards, afterwards he said, he said uh, sorry for asking me something. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't have to say sorry for this. And you don't have to, like, but, you know, just know, know, know your place, you know. And when you, when you know your place, you know, you know you're not supposed to demand that I do certain things that, that a child is not supposed to ask a parent. And you're going to figure it out as we go along. But, but this is a kid that, that holds himself to those standards. Mm-hmm. You know, Vivian mentioned that in, in, in uh, two podcasts ago when, when she was saying that he's the kid that other kids are, are trying to get him to say bad words because he's that good. You know, so like in certain ways, he's like more man than a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And looking at him from another angle, he's still a child. So he's still figuring stuff out. And that's why our job is so much more important, you know, for us to make it clear that this is what needs to happen. The other things would be nice. Like if I would pass gas and say, oh, excuse me, that would be, that would be, I guess, better. In my mind, it's still like, you know, I, I just farted, like whatever. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not the biggest deal. Like, oh, gross. That, that's fine. Right, like you can have that reaction. It's cool, mm-hmm. but like you don't have to demand that someone say "excuse me" when they fart. Like that's, you know, we gotta we gotta know the norms of society. We gotta know when is when, you know. And that may be a dumb little example, but in the family unit, that's kind of where the training begins for this. It starts that small, that small, you know. And and when I look at the way my kids handle that, whether it's my eight-year-old trying to trying to find trying to find her way or my 12 year old or my 13 year old like communicating what they need like that's that's the training grounds for this stuff because those people that don't have the boundaries when they're older and they give you a hard time at work they weren't raised with that in mind and so one of the whole purposes of this podcast is to to kind of try to find that I don't, I would, I don't want to say balance but try to find that that line you know where where you're going to be like, okay, this is good. Like, if you need this, I'm there for you. But when you're doing this other thing, that's when I, that's when I say no. Politely, kindly, professionally, however you want to look at it. But if at any given point in your life, like, you have to, you have to compromise your family, you have to compromise your own rest, your own well-being, then that's where the line is. It's really clear because it's painful. You know, how much heat are you going to tolerate? Well, when it starts hurting and burning, that's when you remove yourself from a situation. And, and it's as simple as that. You know, when we read the scripture, you, you don't tolerate evil. Like, that's it. You're not going to put yourself at the level of evil's demands. And you see that in social media all the time. Like, people are like, they, they try to flip the script on that, whether it's about reproductive rights, which just means to them, like, oh, I get to kill my own child. You know, and, and, and we don't have to tolerate that. We don't. And we don't have to sit there and just quietly accept that people have accepted killing their own child as being right. I'm glad you brought that up. Because uh, not too long ago, I was talking to uh, a coworker, too, uh, a female coworker. And when this whole Roe v. Wade uh, was overturned, she said, nobody has a right to tell a woman what to do with her body. 
And she looked at me because I'm Catholic. Because uh, they know. And I said, you're damn right. Nobody has the right to tell you what to do with your body. But let's not get it twisted. You're killing a kid. Killing a baby. And that's wrong. Because you're, you're, you can do whatever... You can do whatever the hell you want with your body. But when it comes to killing a person that's living inside of your body, that's not just your body. That's somebody else's body. Most of the abortions happen because they, they were not being responsible. Going back to what we said a few weeks ago, you know, that... that when we were talking about degeneracy, mm. you know, yeah, I don't have a right to tell you what to do with your body. I don't have a right to tell you how to, you know, how to be sexually active or not. That's your business. That's between you and God. But if abortion is the main source of uh, contraception for you, if murder is your form of contraception, there's something off. Mm-hmm. I'm nobody to judge. Nobody. But I'll be damned if I don't say anything about this. There's other options. Other options. Degeneracy shouldn't be the main option. And like you said, it's telling of where we are in society. Mm-hmm. You know, when all those things are, are, are trotted out as virtues... You know, that means that, that we've come very, very far away from where we should be. Whether you're thinking of the matter as a religious matter or just as a human rights matter, a human should have the right to be alive. That's the first and foremost right that we have. And when someone's trying to take that away just because we can't, that human being can't defend himself or herself, there's a problem. There's a problem, and, and like Vivian said in a couple of podcasts ago, like that that should be unthinkable as unthinkable as slavery mm-hmm. oh I like that part yeah that was good she had a lot of good stuff to say I like that <laughs> you know yeah. and that's and that's it I mean I got I got nothing else to add on that matter you know we have to set those boundaries because that we need to be able to say when enough is enough and at that point you know like we, do, we don't deal with evil you know we don't make make deals with evil at that point in time because we need to we need to have those boundaries be very clear that you just you, it feels silly to say you don't kill people you know it feels silly to have to say certain things but that's that's the times that we're in that's the people that we're dealing with that's that's the society that we're living in and we need to make sure that we start small and all these problems like I, like I mentioned in the past you know like they can be solved by men being men which is one of the reasons why this podcast even exists if you are who you were created to be, all these other issues will be gone. And sometimes I feel like I'm preaching to the choir because if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already on board. But your example is that important. And your silence is that deafening. Because if we let things slide like we have been for the last few decades, then things will go as far as they have gone. And that's the problem, that we as men think like, oh, no, I don't have a right to say it because it's a woman's right to choose. Now, going back to the, to the one thing that I mentioned at some point in time, the Dave Chappelle thing, 
you know, if you can kill this, if you can kill this uh, baby, then I should at least have the right to abandon him. Which points out the ridiculousness of the whole thing. Yeah, it's not to say like, oh yeah, I want to abandon my child after after I get a girl pregnant. No, it means that's how ridiculous this is. And if you can't see it, then I don't know. I, I guess the conversation is over. But the conversation can't be over in the world of law in the world of, of on your own life to begin with. Yeah, I wanna I wanna clarify something because. It may have sounded a little too aggressive, and it wasn't that aggressive. Um, well, what, what I told uh, my female coworker about, you know, what, what I said earlier, um, it wasn't aggressive. It was very matter-of-factly because, and if if you want to post the picture I just send you, uh, Adrian, um, that way, like, because I've talked about this before, but I don't think we've ever posted the picture. I, I think that's worth sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing yet. Text or the gram? Uh, I texted you. Uh, okay. you you'll get we'll it get eventually. We'll get here. Yeah. Um, because she she knows I'm a practicing Catholic, and she looked at me when she said that. Like mm-hmm. you and your religion can't yeah. tell me, can't tell a woman not to whatever. And mm-hmm. you'll see in the picture. You you'll understand it a little bit more when you see it on the on the post if if. Oh, it'll, it'll, it'll be there. It'll be there. <laughs> post it, dude. Because uh, I, I carry that pen in that little pocket with me, and it's visible. I have it on my chest for a reason. I got to let these people know Yeah. what's up. Mm-hmm. So I was setting that boundary. It's like, I don't hate you. I don't judge you. But here it is. This is my boundary. Yeah. You're gonna attack my my religion like that. Let me let me uh, just uh, throw some facts out there. Mm. You can think and believe whatever the hell you want to believe. Facts are facts, whether you like them or not. Period. Boom. Don't be cowards, man. Just stand up for what's right. Be a man, dude. Be a man. Be the man that you were created to be. Otherwise, you're just a punk. Such a good closing note right there. Another thing that another thing is not just to be attacked, but there's a lot of people who who just don't know that they can be who they are unapologetically and and have a faith and exist in this society. There's so many opportunities that we have too, because in this summer school I was teaching a, a migrant program of sorts, and. And it just kind of came up, something about, about God. And they're like, oh, you believe in God? I'm like, yeah, I do. And then a bunch of other kids are like, me too, me too, me too. They need to know that you exist. They need to know that you have faith. You know, and I didn't turn that into a churchy thing. I was just saying, you know, like, hold on to your values. I was saying that to the kids coming in. Like, they're from all sorts of places in Latin America. One was from Sweden and whatnot. And... Uh, and I just told him, you know, like, you'll notice that things are kind of weird here. It's definitely a better place to struggle than anywhere else if you're going to struggle. Yeah. But it's also the best place to get out of a struggle. But one thing you have to do is hold on to your values. Hold on to your manners. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to whatever is good in your upbringing. Because there's so much value to that. And that's where the question came in. They're like, oh, you believe in God? I'm like, Yes, I do. Yes, I do. 
and that's at the core of everything I do. And that is such a welcoming thing for kids who are going to be told that having a faith is antiquated, it's barbaric, it's old, and it's not the way of the future. And it's not kind. Oh, yeah. It's not kind. It's not loving. It's not accepting, right? But like we've said before, there is no safer place than the Catholic Church. I mean, leadership is kind of another business, but that's not what the podcast is about. Let's talk about the faith, like your faith, your Catholic faith, is the most loving and accepting thing. Because as we mentioned in the past, when people were running away from people with AIDS, like the church was running towards them. When people were running away from lepers, the church was running towards them. That's how saints are made. So be one. And pray for us. Pray for you. Ferrum. Ferrum. Aquitur. you actually do need them to do their part. This clown. I need you to shut up.